All right, let's start this. All right, recording started. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to another episode of the Oscar Central Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to continue our MISC Oscar-tunities. Um, we're also going to cover uh, a lot of the things that have happened this week, some big news when it comes to trailers, some announcements, and of course, we got the Oscar dates, um, which I think we'll have a little bit to say about that. Um, as always, I'm joined by Kenzie. How are you? I'm good. I am ready for summer blockbuster season. Like We have men this week. A month less than a month from crimes of the future like it, two weeks from lady gaga's top gun too like i mean it's just never ending like the big blockbusters like alex garland and david cronenberg like what insane also of course joining us um i, I found this interesting tidbit about this guy this week um the man who swears if he saw Leonardo DiCaprio walking down the street, he wouldn't recognize him. Hi, Jacob. How oh, are you? That, that, yeah, that is me. I, I just don't, I don't feel like. I, I think I, I want to defend him a little bit. It's not that he's unrecognizable, like whoever tweeted that. It's that he tends to fluctuate a lot and he sometimes looks really puffy and sometimes he doesn't, like his face. Mm -hmm. And I just think like, I agree that like if you showed me a picture of him and you're like, what year is this from? I would get it wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Like, 100%. I, thinking, I, I think about the the clip where he saw Jonah Hill and he like runs up at him. And I'm like, if I saw that person walking down the street, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, that's Oscar winner Leonardo DiCaprio. I'd be like, I, I who don't, the fuck is that? <laughs> like, I only would because of the the hat in the sunglasses yeah. like he thinks that's helping and i'm like you're the only person that does that so it doesn't help i just couldn't resist i just when i read that text message i was thoroughly confused and you're lucky that that was the second time i read it <laughs> like he said it to someone else with me yeah. and then he said it again and i was like but i understand what he's saying like if you should if you pulled up a picture of him right now and asked everyone like what year is this from i'm pretty sure we'd all get it wrong Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. All right. There's very few people I think that you could just like quick glance and, and just recognize them. I, I, I could see how Dakota Johnson, Dakota Johnson. I could yes. tell you, I could tell you what day it is. I could tell you <laughs> like anything. It was like whenever I ran into Bong Joon-ho when I was in LA for AFI and all like all you, all I saw of him was here above his hair and like his eyes. And I was like, that's Bong Joon-ho. Like that was like easy to see. And then Anybody else, though, it's just like, it is what it is. I'll just run right into him. But returning to the show this week, Matthew Sinclair, how are you, bud? I'm good. Glad to be back. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you coming back on and uh, excited to see. Hopefully nobody steals my uh, supporting actress picks. I uh, have quite a few listed. Um, yeah, I was trying to find my list. I Let's talk about somewhere. how five minutes ago I completely forgot what we were doing. And so now I'm just not putting my list together. I would say that surprises me, but I think it's so like happens every week. Like and every I always week have you are like Google amazing picks. Yeah. All I, feel I know like is some of I them was... he knows like before we even say we're doing the episode. Like he probably has his best picture picks done already. Like in his head. He just doesn't write them down. 
Well, I think it's it's supporting actress, so it's like Adam Driver. He just hates women, right? You know what I mean? Like it's just. Oh. <laughs> I was so kidding. I saw that tweet this week and I almost lost it. I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Adam uh, Driver. Yeah, because he doesn't work with women. That was no, the I, thing going around. Jacob story. goes, "That's a good one." Oh, oh no, 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 no. Like, well played. That's a good point. Because <laughs> interesting, interesting. <laughs> that was an interesting segue there, though. It was effective. I was like, don't think he's a supporting actress. <laughs> All right, uh, Kenzie. We had a, a pretty. It was a pretty busy week. So, kind of break down everybody. What was the week of at Oscar Central? So, I guess first things first there were a lot of trailers over the last like week two weeks and um personally i was really excited for the crimes of the future like the full trailer just because the teaser didn't really give us anything plot wise which is fine with movies i don't really want to know the plot but at the same time it's david cronenberg so i'm like just give me more um so we got that trailer jacob was over the moon because we got the cha-cha real smooth trailer can i say something about the crimes of the future trailer real quick so this kid that i work with um he came up to me and he asked me and he was like hey when does crimes of the future come out and he's like very sheltered <laughs> doesn't like very naive kid i just said no i said no i'm not i'm not telling you and then i made him and then he he like insisted so i made him watch the crash trailer and he was like maybe this isn't my thing or like a couple weeks ago like a clip of yep. crash went viral again and i was like anyone who's like asking you about crimes of the future because of the cast i'm like just just watch this clip of this one movie just just watch your favorite <laughs> office characters in it Literally, literally. What was his name? Robert California? Yep. Yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> and then I think like the biggest trailer was obviously Avatar because if you're like me and you didn't see, um, I I don't know the name. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. You guys abbreviate it mom. I don't know what it means. I, Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. Um, oh. Is it Doctor Strange? Like, is it titled yes. Doctor Strange? Doctor yeah, Strange is a multiverse of madness. Dot com backslash Marvel slash No Way Home. It's just I, it's, it's too long. It's too long. Um, yeah. But if you were like me, you didn't get to see the trailer in theaters. So seeing it online was cool. I guess um, that whole debate started again. CGI cinematography immediately logged off. Don't want to see it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> not my thing never been my thing um yeah but jacob how did you feel cha-cha real smooth trailer nicole's I... here hi i made it sorry guys oh hey she's alive <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> that's a hell of a <laughs> Like I, I specifically texted Kinsey because I knew that she would share. But I, I literally wondering. texted the group chat. I would not like, have said a cool. word, so that was very smart. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't text you. Like, where, where is she? <laughs> um, I love the Cha Cha Real Smooth trailer. I thought it did a lot of not giving away the story, but kind of showing the vibes of it. Um, and I've watched it plenty of times i just can't wait for it i thought i thought as trailers go a lot of them do a bad thing of 
giving away too much. And I thought it was kind of the perfect amount of like, let's show the vibes and then have the movie come out in a month. I still haven't watched the trailer. Like I seen the movie. So I was like, I don't need to watch the trailer, but like I should watch the trailer. (laughs) I just like kind of was like, oh cool, that's out. I kind of felt like if I watched the trailer, it was just going to make me mad that I couldn't watch the movie again yet. So I was like, I'll just not. See, like, okay, so (laughs) on the opposite side, the On the Count of Three trailer works so much better having seen the movie before because it gives away, like, a lot of stuff when you watch it. Yeah. And so this Uh, one, like, it doesn't give away anything. It just kind of, like, shows you. It's like, this is the movie. Like, these are, this is how you'll feel. Yeah, pretty much. Wait, the fact (laughs) that, so, like, when I saw, what did I see? Oh, when I saw The Northmen, they played the On the Count of Three trailer, and it was before it was online. And I texted Jacob and Ricky because I knew they really liked this movie. So I was like, oh, like they played the trailer. And I was like, the song choice is really weird. And they both listed like multiple songs that could be. And I was like, no, no. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) how much did they put in this trailer? Like, it was just really weird. And then I was like thinking because Alamo's playing a men trailer that I still have yet to see online. And I'm kind of curious if it spoils the movie at all, because I'm like, why else would you not put it online? Yeah. And every time they tweet, I'm like, oh, it's probably that trailer. And I actually watch it just because I'm so confused as to why I've never seen it online. And it's never that trailer. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. They also announced a Simple Favor sequel, which I'm very Thank God. about. I don't know how many people here or listening are aware of all the rumors of the feud between Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. And it's very detailed. It is like, there is so much evidence that goes into it. And it's one of those internet rumors, like Leah Michelle can't read that at first you're like, that's dumb. But then the more you look into it, you're like, there's no way this is not true. Much like Leah Michelle can't read. The more exactly. you look into it, the more you're like, gotta be true. <laughs> like, of course it's true. So I'm really curious about the sequel. Like, I know people wanted it right when it came out, but like, it just seems like a weird time to announce it. I, I feel like I'm wondering if they didn't do it sooner because like, I know Blake Lively has three kids. I don't know if she was like pregnant or something. Maybe she was pregnant. She and was then pregnant. COVID. Yeah, and then maybe she was pregnant and then COVID delayed it. I yeah. don't know. It's just like when I when I read it, I was I thought it was like a fake film updates tweet. I was like, Same. what? <laughs> like it is very fitting though that that is news for this specific podcast because Blake Lively, best supporting actress, a simple favor. That's exactly what Dan, who is not here because you guys are not a package deal. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly contrary to popular belief we you do, do not have to have each other <laughs> yeah. yeah but he wanted us to shout it out so he is my emotional much. support dan though so <laughs> he gets a little like vest <laughs> uh, hilarious and then we ended the week kind of i mean i don't want to say it's gonna like kill everyone that covers the Oscars, but like it quite possibly could these Oscar 2023 dates because who put nominations during Sundance and then put the show during South by Southwest? 
Look, there are people who cover the Oscars that like college basketball as well. And that is the busiest day of it's the not, year. It's not going to, so it's, uh, that'll be selection Sunday. Yeah, no, there's championship games all day. The SEC yeah. championship is that Sunday. Yeah. And so like the selection, so selection Sunday will happen probably around 6 p.m. Central time. The Oscars will happen at 7 and there will be like coverage happening from six to seven. And then the women's selection show is probably just going to get thrown under the rug. Cause that's usually at eight um, women's sports getting thrown under the rug. Yep. Um, what? Cause that's going to be at 8 PM. And so, yeah, not only are South by, but basketball, like all that kind of stuff. I think it was a very, I think it was a very poor choice of dates. Also like, I don't know if everyone else feels about this, but like, the nominations are announced on the 24th of January, and then the Oscars are March 12th. Uh, don't even get me started. I just, I just... I, if I was the people who run South by Southwest, I would be livid, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Because, like, that whole night of their programming is basically going to get thrown away by a lot of people. It's I wonder, crazy. They're going to have wonder how, I wonder uh, if they'll change the Oscars, because there's no reason for it to be that late. Mm-mm. No, no, not, not at all. It should be in February, like in the Feb. Especially since like the Oscars got out before everything, so it's not like they're fitting in after like SAG and after BAFTA and after all that kind of stuff. Like all those things can get in ahead of it because yeah. they got out so early, and now it's exactly. like you're only going to move it up to like I don't want to inch up week by week every year just to get to where we should be, which is like the second or third week of February. It should be the week after the Super Bowl every year. You say like, that like I know when the Super Bowl is. It's the first week of February. <laughs> it, it, uh, no, the and, Super Bowl is the second week of February, so it'll be like the third week of February. Well, the Super Bowl is usually like this. Like hear me February out. Hear me out. As someone who doesn't care about sports, but I dream about the Oscars going first, like ahead of all the other precursors. Like I don't. <laughs> Because then the other precursors wouldn't be so busy trying to predict the Oscars and they would just award people for being good. Like, mm-hmm. I know if that happened, SAG would turn into just let's reward whoever we feel was snubbed at the Oscars. Yeah. And I kind of would be here for it. Like, I just yeah. feel like you'd get cooler winners like at other shows. It wouldn't be like repetitive. I feel like speeches would be more interesting because they wouldn't be like using their speech to campaign for their Oscar speech. And like, I don't know if you guys feel like this, but so SAG speeches tend to be my favorite speeches because they're like thanking their peers. And I'm sure it's really emotional, like looking out at a crowd of who you consider your peers. And some of them are people that got you interested in this industry. And I don't know, I feel like all speeches could end up being like that because it would be more meaningful that they weren't just like, ah, shit, this is going to win the Oscar. I'm just going to check. And Although I don't know. I do wonder if that happened if there would be like some people who just would not attend some of those events because they weren't oscar campaigning joaquin phoenix would never show up to anything other than the oscars ever again (laughs) francis mcdormand definitely wouldn't show up oh my god she would literally like you'd only see her at the oscars like that's it (laughs) or like last time just at the end just at the end like she'd only walk in to accept and then peace (laughs) out like (laughs) <laughs> or if her husband was nominated, I feel like she'd go for any categories he was there for. But like, 
I just like, I, at first I only saw the Oscar date and I was like March again. And then when I saw the nomination date, that's when I got mad because I was like, yep. you're going to like, it's just as bad as the Oscars being at the end of March because we're just going to go in circles about conversations and the discourse is going to be, I personally think worse. Like, I really yeah. hope they spread out all the precursors to where they're not like back to back to back. Like mm-hmm. if Critics' Choice and BAFTA happen at the same time again, jail. They're all going to jail. Like <laughs> I don't know what the charge is, but like- Do not yeah. collect $200. You're going directly Straight to jail. Straight to jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just like, you need there to space no everything out. Yeah. We yeah. cannot do like, if their nominations are so ahead of like the actual ceremony, we've got to like put everything really spaced out and give us like something to discuss not just like here's how the thing that has one nomination outside of best picture is going to win like not everything not doing it if i hear one more thing like here's how carrie mulligan still wins (laughs) (laughs) also they're not if they're not the oscars aren't gonna extend their extend their eligibility period my thing is if the eligibility period is normal then why are the dates so late this is why at the end of every year we're going to have damn movies that come out january and february on the people's end of the year top list like sarah knows people's list at the end of the year and i'm gonna break shit never forget though like obama weighing in all that by putting judas and the black messiah on his best of list i was like not you not you get out of this Please. conversation it's because one of his daughters like works in the industry and she totally was probably so mad at him like you know she was so mad <laughs> like did he do it just to make yeah, her spite? he said like, over her spite yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. do you think he has letterbox Oh my god! Awesome. I would follow. Money. Yeah. To follow him on Letterboxd. We should make a fake Obama. Uh, a Can you imagine? Make it really realistic, though. Like yeah. someone like go back all his little squares he posts of his favorite. And make movies. like a top movies list each year. And make your and make your own like what he thought like what you think he would have well, thought of. The I movie. feel like we're talking about something that's like a federal offense, like impersonating the <laughs> former impersonating president former of the president. United States. Yeah. No, but the thing is, like, you make the username just like. Barack like so that like everyone's like is it like like Barack whatever year he was born the while last y'all still talking I'm gonna go see if this is available no I'm just kidding <laughs> no, if, the FBI if you see a Barack uh, follow you on Letterboxd do not worry <laughs> his initials and then his birth year yeah like very like his first email address was an AOL like <laughs> he still uses it he doesn't use the WH like dot gov <laughs> Oh he's God. back to his original no, his his, his letterbox is 44 just you know for him being the 44 just 44 <laughs> wait i'm into it it'd <laughs> be hilarious the way that i now want to like bo underscore like bo underscore 44 you know what i mean this is random oh ass shit. that'd be amazing all right but i think that was it so i feel like we can get started because i have a lot to say come not nominated Perfect. All right. So with that being said, everybody at home knows the rules. If you don't know the rules, we are going to do a two round, two, two round draft of um, best supporting actress in the first category. It's going to be somebody that was nominated, but did not win. 
Um, we're going to go around the table and we're going to do a draft order. Nobody can pick the same people. And then, of course, round two will be highlighted of the snubs. I'm looking forward to that one because I have I, I could have literally at first I was like, mm, this is whatever. I don't really know how I feel about this. And then I was like, holy crap. I, there's a lot of them that I really am upset about. So, yep. Nicole, since you were late to the party, you get to pick a number one through five of the randomizer. Let's see if we can get you to go first today. All right. I'm going to pick three. All right, here we go. So we got one, two, three. Nicole, you're first. Holy shit. <laughs> Wait, really? I, she, that's my lucky number now. She texted me. She was going to be late. And I was like, it honestly doesn't matter. You're always last anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only first because you said that. <laughs> Literally. So you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. All right. So yeah. the list looks as follows. Nicole, Jacob, Matthew, Kenzie, and then myself is for the first round. So um, I, I feel pretty confident in my picks being around. So I just like, um, Nicole, you the floor. Let's be cautious of the shout outs until your last pick, maybe just because, you know, yeah, don't steal my picks. I, uh... I'm trying to win these things, by the way. Well, <laughs> I am also trying to win. And that's my first pick is Laurie Metcalf and Ladybird. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. I... <laughs> I mean, first of all, Nicole, go last me. again. Yeah, literally. Uh-huh. Um, no, listen, I can, list. listen, I'm feeling a little high off of winning the uh, best adapted screenplay. I've come here to win. Um, to win. She's mm -hmm. not playing but, games, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> she is not jigsaw. She's here to win. <laughs> it is rare for me to get competitive about anything. But that win but today just like ignited it. something. <laughs> it, 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 Broke something in me. <laughs> not Jigsaw. I'm never gonna forget that. So good. But no, I do. I do genuinely believe that Laurie Metcalf deserves that award. She did. I am. She did. Like I love I Tanya. I love that movie so much. That is not the performance in it that should have been winning awards mm -mm. at all. As a matter of fact, like that's the one performance in it that I wouldn't <laughs> give an award. Um, I would award everybody else involved probably. Really? Um, Sebastian Stan was wrong. Me sitting here like I would do Sebastian Stan an award for Aitanya. <laughs> like, but hear um, me out. He could have been like if someone else was in it, it would have gone south for me. I think yeah. like part of the reason he works is because you like Sebastian Stan, so you're like, yep. I'll hear this guy out. Like all, and also like you understand why Tanya Harding married him with yeah. Sebastian Stan playing it like. Otherwise, she looks dumb. Like, yeah. yeah. In any case, Laurie Metcalf is fantastic. Uh, obviously, I think Greta Gerwig directs fantastic performances. And I also feel like that is one of the big uh, ones that people talk about where, like, the wrong person won. For sure. Definitely. I also just, like, think a lot of us, like, like, I grew up watching Roseanne reruns on TV when I would stay homesick and like Lori Metcalf just like had this like implant in my mind as like an aunt and then seeing her as a mom was just like I I just like lost it and I that just I she has so a certain type of mom yeah like, I yeah. I'm gonna say I, and this is not meant to be shady but like I'm lucky like that's yeah. not my mom at all mm -hmm. like if the Greta Gerwig mom character I relate to is like my mother is very much Marvin. <laughs> yeah, um, same. But I literally, it was like 
the first time I saw it, I was like, oh God, I feel like I'm seeing my high school friend's moms again. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yep. Like I would be like there in the back seat for the awkward car conversation, like pretending I don't exist. Like <laughs> the whole like her realizing she says wrong side of the tracks and she's getting mad in front of you and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> like I just I don't know. She's so good in that movie. She makes it seem so effortless, but she's still calculated. And I can not only imagine how hard that is as an actor. And I just right. love it so much. And that car scene, like, how do you not watch that and want to give her an Oscar when she realizes she has to turn around? I'm gonna cry now. Oh, beautiful, yep. beautiful. All right, Jacob. Oh, I am up. Uh, um, you almost could have had Laurie Metcalf. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kate Hudson for Almost Famous. I I love her in that movie. Um, I love that movie in general. I think she's just amazing. That it's one it's one of those where I like watched it and I was like, oh, she had to have won, and of course she didn't. But yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna go with. It's a good choice. He's like not the reaction I expected. I will say Kate Hudson is one of two people that I thought started a career in singing and then went to acting. Well, because Katy Perry's real name is Catherine Hudson. Okay, well that makes sense. The other one's the other one. And that's literally why uh, she changed her name. And you can buy Katy Perry's first debut album, but it's listed Kate Hudson. Oh, okay. Well, that one makes sense. My other one is Billy Crystal, but. I for I don't know I when, when I first when I first watched when Harry met Sally I thought he was like a famous singer that like went to acting. He's saying Surrey with the fringe on top, and you were like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's my pop king." <laughs> oh my god! All right, oh my god, Matthew, it's your turn. All right, so for my pick, I wanted to go with something a little more old school. Well, while we're on the subject of motherly roles, my first pick is Piper Laurie in Carrie. Oh my God, that's so good. I mean, Carrie is one of my one of my favorite movies, not just horror movies, but movies in general. And also, well, I I do like what Patricia Clarkson and Julianne Moore would do with the role. I think Piper Laurie for me is the definitive Margaret White. How you know how she just on a unabashedly taps into just how unhinged and irredeemable this woman is. So even like during the during the climactic scene where she's all confessional, talking about her talk, talking about her uh, Carrie's father leaving her. Here she was like, I mean, it's clear before and after that scene. When you're watching that that scene where she's bearing all, you're like, there is no hope for her. And I, I know they I know we always talk about how I know that there's plenty of stuff about the academy and their bias towards comedy, but I think there's also that because horror movie performances get their even rarely get their due, that's why I wanted to that's why I made a Lori my first pick. I love that. I like every time they've remade Carrie, I've been like everyone's so concerned about Carrie, and I'm like, I'm so concerned about the mother because she her character is like you're saying like 
she like kind of like brings your attention to like the hopelessness of the situation like it's never gonna get better for her like it's worse than Lori Metcalf because Lori Metcalf at least cares about her daughter. Like, 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 like Carrie comes home, she has no hope. Like, there's nothing there. Like, she isn't doing anything for her benefit. Yeah, I, that's a great pick. And shout out, shout out to Sissy Spacek who uh, was also nominated. You can see my interview with her this week. Just sorry, cheap plug. That was such a good plug. Right that was a good really plug. Was. That was a great plug. <laughs> It's my turn, right? It is your turn. Okay, I also went horror because like Matthew's saying, like Matthew's saying, the bias against horror movies is unbelievable and that even when they do get nominated, they never win. So I'm going with exactly what Jacob probably thinks I'm going with. Linda Blair in The Exorcist. I oh. like- I can save it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like- the Exorcist uh, is like the movie that made me love movies and none of that have, would have worked without Linda Blair giving us one of the best performances of all time and easily the best child's performance in a movie ever. And she lost to a lead. Yes, that's the other thing. How are you going to start a movie from Tatum O'Neill's perspective, go throughout the entire movie from her perspective, in the movie from her perspective, and be like, wow, supporting god great pick great yeah i i I like the fact that like linda blair like actively lost work because people were so scared of her from this movie like what else do you need to say about her performance like insane gosh and so much it's especially like in a time that was like way before cgi and all that kind of stuff and having to do like all that physical like movement and wearing like Oh my and god. And the fact that you see clips of her and like it's the same thing as um we were talking about Jacob Tremblay and um Dr. Sleep. Like they would cut and she'd just be like eating her snacks and like just chilling. I'm like, what? what's wrong with you? Like, how are you that? I don't know. It's so crazy. Just insane, insane performance. We'll never how, and how old was she? I think she was 12. Was she younger than 12? Was she 12 when it came out? I don't know how old she was, but like god just such a oh my god such a good one it's my turn yes all right so i with my first one i'm going to go with somebody that should have won her second oscar for this performance i mentioned this movie quite recently on this very podcast um let's see the couple episodes ago to be exact it was nominated for exactly two oscars that year should have won them both should have won for actor and of course for supporting actor and actress and i'm going to go with marissa tomei for the wrestler so yeah i just i love that movie and i could go on and on about that movie but just go back like three podcasts ago when i talked about mickey Rourke for like 20 minutes because it was incredible i love that movie and i love that performance and i sorry penelope cruz but uh I love you, Marissa Tomei. I love everything about The Wrestler and I will die on this hill, but I really think that Darren Aronofsky is an actor's director. Yeah. Yeah. So incredible. I, I'm sorry. I'm just now trying to figure out how old Linda Blair was. <laughs> and did you know that Jamie Lee Curtis was asked to audition 
but her mom Janet Lee was like no this movie is immoral <laughs> oh my god love that for her right. it doesn't say how old she is I'm so confused anyway Nicole is up right is it back to me yeah it's so weird you went first it's like, yeah, really <laughs> like I'm not right used to, to it <laughs> it doesn't like, feel right uh, no um do we want to save honorable mentions until after everyone has gone for their second turn I think so right just okay. in case yeah just in case okay <laughs> um this is so hard to pick which one um but I'm trying to decide if I'm if I want to go for the one that's like my favorite or the one that like I'm mad about who won for it um no all right I won't be negative I <laughs> I'm gonna make a matching set, basically. <laughs> um, oh, I thought about going this one. I know because it yeah. has been serving me well to pick things yeah. from Greta Gerwig films, um, and God I also have strong beliefs that the wrong Best Supporting Actress won the 2019 Oscar. And uh, I also believe that the person who won was nominated for the wrong film, but we'll get there later. Mm-hmm. I think it should have been Florence Pugh in Little Women. Uh, that performance is masterful. The way that she took one of the most hated characters in all of like literature and made her into one of the most beloved characters is incredible. Um, honestly, as someone who had read the book like 12 times, Florence Pugh saw things in the character of Amy that I never had. Uh, it's a masterful performance. I think the fact that she also, I would say, convincingly plays that age gap uh, you're like the aging up in a way that I've never seen anyone done through like her mannerisms changing is incredible and I also quote things that she says and like the way that she says them from that film all the time um, I just think it's it's such an incredible performance and the fact that she was able to make I don't want to call Amy a throwaway character I don't need any like Amy girls on me for that but a character who never was sort of the focal point of the story and make her perfectly Sarah Ronan's Joe's foil I think is really incredible so there's my matching Greta Gerwig pair <laughs> and the only supporting actress performance that played a 12 year old <laughs> I mean she like her in those younger scenes I honestly like I buy it like she seems like a baby <laughs> Like I have the image of her going like this. Yeah. If you're, if you're listening, if you're listening, I mean, like she's touching her nose with both fingers. I use it all the time, and I'm like, she really looks young. Like I know, like some people are like, there's no way she's twelve. I'm like, okay, but like she embodies like acting like her a juvenile body language. Yeah. Is so a twelve, like the whole part where she's just kind of like flouncing around and being like, yeah, and I have fairy wings. <laughs> yeah. it's really like it's not just her voice it's like you're saying it's her whole body and it's like I don't know how hard that was I mean maybe it was easy I don't know I'm assuming it's very difficult yeah. to go on and on, just, on like that I mean I had to pick it like that Florence Pugh friend comes out and I'm like oh good acting is about to happen <laughs> literally literally <laughs> and she she got me like I've also read the book so many times and like I just She's obviously not like a villain, but she's just like someone you absolutely despise. I hate Amy so much. Yeah, like I actively remember being like 
reading and being like, she married who? Like, <laughs> I, like. Like, she gets rewarded for that behavior? Like, I was just like, what? Like, what? I don't know. But she made her, like, likable. And that's just, as someone who's been reading that book since they were a child. And, like, I have a kid's book version of it for Daisy. It's, like, pictures and whatever. Oh, my God. Straight up, she's a villain in this book. Like, whoever <laughs> wrote this book did not see Greta Gerwig's Little Women. Because they were like, she is evil. <laughs> she is the devil incarnate. Like, Literally. Yeah. Like, they're like, you were just talking about the exorcist. The demon found its next, like, body here. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> like that's what the children's book version is like is anybody who's wondering but yeah that's great surprising pick. great pick thank you thank you yeah excellent pick jacob right jacob's next yep i am huh <laughs> so i have a couple but i wouldn't take them away from the person who won so I'm just going to go with my second Kate and go Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs. God damn it. Oh. Yeah, that's that right, Kinsey. Mine. It sucks, doesn't it? Wow, I'm so, I already wrote it down for me. I was nice. just going <laughs> <laughs> to uh, I, I had another Kate Winslet on my list. So that's I'm amazing. glad to do it oh. now. Nice. I'll say it later. Don't worry. <laughs> I love her <laughs> in Steve Jobs. I She's absolutely so love good. her in Steve Jobs. She's so it's good. such a great performance. Such a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect movie, but what else to the Academy? That's a great pick. It's my turn. Matthew. Matthew. Oh, no. Sorry. Okay, so after mentioning all, so speaking of uh, comedy bias, my uh, second pick is uh, 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 the kind of comedic performance I always hope that we, the Academy embrace that we get from the Academy each year. Joan Cusack, in and out She's just. What a talent! What yeah, a talent! Just, you just for that wet meltdown sequence of her in her wedding dress, like even 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 as she's like being like hilariously angry, there's also a bit of a dramatic undercurrent. Even even as she's like in the bar where she's like, "You men." me every day there's still there's still a bit of uh, sadness underneath and she just she finds a just a perfect balance between that physical and erotic hilarity and drama and uh like i i like ellie confidential kim basinger did nothing I don't know what she did. To, I don't know how she won over Joan Cusack or what Joan Cusack did. It's really crazy. Yeah. I wonder, because we've obviously been looking into these Oscars this specific year, but I wonder, like, because from what I remember, not like I was too young to be aware of this going on, but like just looking up stuff, from what I remember, Kim Basinger didn't campaign. She gets really bad like stage fright and doesn't like being around people. So I wonder if it was more of a like this movie isn't gonna win anything else. Yeah. Kind of I mean, thing. It did win yeah. screenplay. Yeah. But I mean like when people were like voting, if they like didn't 
go i mean i guess that doesn't make sense but like i don't yeah, know I mean, yeah I mean, if they want to nominate any of the actors why not guy pierce or russell crowe or james cromwell james cromwell mm. except like I... halfway through that movie my husband's like he's he's scottish i think that joan cusack and john cusack are a really underrated sibling pair they really are we never talk about them being siblings like ever right (laughs) like ever i think they did a really good job i'm not sure like when they were like at the height of their popularity in the 90s because i was too young but i feel like they do a good job of being like independently famous whereas like a lot of other siblings that are both famous kind of like are always they, together or neither like neither one of them ever got called like the you know the other John Cusack's sister yeah. like yeah 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 and like I feel like she did such a great job at being reintroduced to a younger audience with like School of Rock that it's like weird she doesn't like have like this like surge of like supporting I roles also, and, like I'm not gonna lie like every time I see her like and I hear her voice I hear Jesse in Toy Story too, like literally, which instantly endears <laughs> yeah. me to her. I'm like, yes, girl. <laughs> like, That's exactly I'm always on I your side. I'm always on like, your side. I was just gonna say she she plays a villain, and I'm like, no, she's right though. <laughs> she's right. <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> That's a really good one. What a weird Oscar year. Weird Oscar year. I, I don't know who to pick because I literally already wrote down Kate Winslet. Steve Jobs. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, fuck. Um, Kate Winslet's all we've been thinking about lately. <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> um, okay, I will go with. Okay, I'll just go Julianne Moore, Boogie Nights. I love that performance and I love her. And I also. I do love her eventual Oscar win, but I would have loved this more. And I just feel like this is great acting that isn't overacting. And I feel like a lot of other actors could have gone too big and too capital A acting with this performance. So, you know, she's who I will pick, even though my first love was Kate Winslet in Zoo Jobs. <laughs> Such a great movie. Yeah. All right. So I this movie has been on my, for some reason this movie has popped up in my timeline the last couple of days and it's been a quite quite a joy because it's one of my all-time favorite movies and it's really an underrated Scorsese classic that I just love to talk about any possible way I can. Um I'm actually real quick shout out to uh, I can shout out because I'm the last person here. Um, but uh, shout out to Oprah for the color purple. She should have won. Gonna throw That's that out mine. there. Yeah, should have won. I'm gonna go to '86, which is the greatest year of existence, only because that was the year I was born. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna butcher this girl's last name, but Mary Elizabeth Mastertonio uh, for the color of money. Um, I love this movie. I stand on top of rooftops and say that Paul Newman shouldn't have been the only person to win an Oscar for this movie. Um, she, Tom, This should have been Tom Cruise's first Oscar, but we're not going to go there either. Um, but she was nominated, should have won, and I love this performance. And this is, I wanted to go with one that I felt like was going to be semi-popular, 
because I'm also trying to win this. And then I was going to go with a personal pick here that uh, I know is going to lose in round one because I don't know, probably 75% of the audience might not have ever seen this movie. So with that, uh, if you haven't seen this film, please go see it. It's incredible. I don't know why I said, please go see it. I can go see it in theaters, but. Uh... <laughs> I think it's on, we watched it a few weeks ago. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure oh, if it okay. changed when May hit, but my husband um, famously did not want to watch the first installment. because It is on like, Prime. He was like, it's not a sequel. And I was like, it's very much a sequel. Like, don't get me started. I unapologetically (laughs) love that movie. I just love the way it's shot. Like, Scorsese shoots that movie so freaking good. It's incredible. So, yeah. All right. Do you have other honorable mentions or can I throw mine out? Run away. Okay. Well, that's a good segue, actually. So... I feel very, very strongly, and this is not me having anything against Anna Paquin. I watched the piano for the first time recently. She's fine. But Winona Ryder should have had that Oscar. Oh, okay. Okay. I was about to get mad at you because um, one of my favorite things on earth is saying Academy Award winner Anna Paquin because (laughs) I am a True Blood fan first, a human second. Okay, that's fair. But I, so I absolutely love saying Academy Award winner Anna Paquin just because it's so random. Like my husband does not believe me that she has an Oscar, (laughs) but I'll I'll let it slide for my girl. Yeah. First of all, I could write whole essays about the ways in which Winona Ryder was mistreated by Hollywood. But don't get me started. We can can hijack the episode. (laughs) But I think that her performance in The Age of Innocence is so incredible. It's so incredibly nuanced in a way that you don't actually realize until later on in the film. And then you watch it again and you're like, oh, she was doing stuff. It's a Mm -hmm. really weird character. And like having read the book and then seen it, I was, it, her performance made me understand the character in a way that I hadn't in the original text. I think she's fantastic in it. And I also think The Age of Innocence is honestly like a really underrated movie these days. It's um, one of my favorite Scorsese movies. It is my favorite Scorsese movie. I will die on that hill that it's yep. top five. Like it's so it good. Is some of his best work. And I also think just it's some of his best work because it so proves that he, you know, Kim, I think like he really could make any genre of film that he wanted to. Literally. Like, and where's the Scorsese, I don't know, rom-com. Marvel movie? Um, no, <laughs> give me the Scorsese rom com. Give it to me. <laughs> Wait, like reunite Rob De Niro and Anne Hathaway in another like sequel and it's directed <laughs> by Martin Scorsese? <laughs> I would watch the hell out the of The intern too. <laughs> oh my God. Um, my others that I wanted to shout out real quickly were Judith Anderson for the 1940 Rebecca, that performance. Mm, yes. Insane. Like I find it genuinely frightening. Gene uh, Hagen for Singing in the Rain, which I've been thinking a lot about Lena Lamont because there is a um, plotline in the new Downton Abbey that sort of plays off of that same idea of silent film actresses who then whenever things moved to the talkies like didn't know what to do with their voices um, that is such a fun performance I also honestly Jane Fonda on Golden Pond this is partially just the fact that I would like to give Jane Fonda every award that can be given to a person literally I am literally obsessed with her I also um during like the height of quarantine was doing a project for my work on Ted Turner for a year 
So I know so much about Jane Fonda now that I would like to give her everything in this life. And then the last one that I want to shout out was another Kate Winslet performance, which is Kate Winslet and Sensibility in 1995. She was so young in that film. She's so good. The fact that she was able to hold her own at that age against like, you know, uh, Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman and it's and Hugh Grant like it's just incredible and she is so nuanced in that performance and she makes Marianne such a fascinating character and I think it could have easily come off and I think in other adaptations she sometimes comes off as very sort of insipid and and one note and the things that she does with it and her chemistry with Emma Thompson is just incredible so yeah I always wonder what would have happened if that came out after Titanic like if they held it I think about that often because <laughs> like the timing is just like yep. what mm-hmm. I also have Winona Ryder on my list so I'm happy you said her I obviously am obsessed and will never get over her losing for this but Natalie Portman and Closer just top-notch just the whole movie all four of them deserve equal praise but I just love her performance in that movie Holly Hunter in 13 changed the trajectory of my life. I That movie just severely fucked me up at way too young of an age. And I rewatched it recently. And she is so good in that movie. And it's just an incredible film with amazing performances. And then Amy Adams and The Master should have been her Oscar. We'll never get over it. I don't think she'll ever be better personally. I think that movie, just every performance, again, is just, even, um, what's his name? Rami Malek. Sure. I'll say you're good in this movie. Like, barely in it. Sure. I'll finally admit you're good. <laughs> and then my last one, she is not supporting in this movie to me, but Emma Stone in The Favorite. I think it's her best I work. Agree. And it's I- It's a lead performance, but I, I she is so good in it. So. Like, she, if I swear if she hadn't won for La La Land, like, we would have seen- that happened for this so give natalie portman back her oscar and we'll give you another one no it's <laughs> no <laughs> it's fine no i retweet um, oh uh, no speaking right. speaking of that of leads Haley steinfeld for true grit i have mm-hmm. um I the 2010s you were say that. the t- <laughs> i was surprised you didn't is that my brand <laughs> well i want it, yeah i didn't want to like pick like objectively leads winning for like supporting um I think the 2010s were a year that had a lot of good winners and a lot of good runner ups as well um I'm gonna go Emma Stone for Birdman sorry was really good look at your wall and be like damn that's a pick I forgot and it's just like no I want to write it down sorry I saw a poster on my (laughs) wall and was like holy shit let me write down my walls are blank (laughs) My walls are no. I, I would only think of Robbie Malik, and he doesn't have a supporting <laughs> actress. <No. laughs> that was good. Listen, I will defend Robbie Malik to the death in his Night in the Museum role, and that's it. <laughs> Is he King Tut? Is that right? Sorry, <laughs> the only good performance he's ever given. Um, uh, no, what but are you Ricky, talking I about? Will... He is so good at Breaking Dawn Part Two. He is. You know so what? Good. <laughs> what I'm saying is, keep Robbie Malik in like franchise. <laughs> literally that's the only don't option. let him near a real movie except Wait, for don't Han, say that he wasn't they're, very they're, good in that 
they're gonna make but that was the final that was the finale so he had no opportunity to continue oh, that's also very true. i guess that's yeah. the same thing about breaking dawn part two but there were rumors yeah. they were gonna do it from edward's perspective and start over <laughs> oh god i am um, no but ricky i literally have the same thing happen in that like i have my book cover tie-in editions um for movies sitting on the shelf here and sometimes i'll look up and be like oh shit that one <laughs> fact that's what it just literally just happened to me it's gonna be my first pick in the next round so Ooh. maybe not just kidding all right uh sorry jacob you can continue and then we can move to the next round sorry about that i was just gonna say my last one was gonna be michelle williams for manchester by the sea i need to rewatch that movie because like I remember watching it and being bored to death. So. Oh, I love it so much. I love that movie. Uh, maybe I need to rewatch it. Maybe. So the, the ice scene, we'll talk about that next week, probably. All right. Oh, you're speaking. Next week is uh, supporting actor. That should be fun. Oh, my. Look, I'm I'm calling dibs on picking first um, because. Can you do that? I don't care. I, this is, Kenzie won't be here. So, yes. Um <laughs> Okay, can I, no. tell, can I say my... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yes. sorry, Matt. Yeah, pick your... Yeah, no, whatever. Okay. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's some uh, names I love to mention. or uh, I want to shout out to our uh, Eileen Hecker for The Bad Seed. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, Dor- Dorothy Malone, her win is an all-timer. So I can't... I'm not... I, def- I definitely don't begrudge that win, but Eileen Hecker, it's only two scenes and she pretty much walks away with the entire movie. Uh, Naomi Harris for Moonlight. Uh, it's a marvel that she was a, she filmed that. She showed like three different facets of a drug her drug addicted mother character in just three days. Wow. And uh, uh, Jackie Weaver, Animal Kingdom. Love that. Uh, and also the scene stealing goat, Thelma Ritter for pickup on South Street. Even even if it's a supporting role, it's a rare instance of her making the movie into a showcase for herself. Basically, I love when the supporting performances pull that off when they like make their own, not like their own storyline essentially, but like. You're like, wow, they're so good in this movie. And the people see it and they're like, they're only in it for like 15 minutes. I'm like, that's not the point. They do the most with their 15 minutes. Like, Yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, women in Scorsese films, uh, I have to shout out Lorraine Bracco in Goodfellas. Obsessed with her in that and then watching The Sopranos. And you're like, wow, just wow. And I hope Jacob knows what I'm talking about. I'm getting there. I'm slowly making my way through the Sopranos. The way I rewatched it in like three weeks, I was like fucking obsessed again. I tried starting it right when Barry was going on. So Barry is 27 minutes. You have no excuse. (laughs) Anyway, so second round. Yes, Kenzie, pick a number one through five. Two. All right. Are we fucking giving Nicole's first again? Oh my god! <laughs> what is that? I need to go. I need to go out and buy a lottery ticket. Like right literally, now. <laughs> like like gotta go, guys. 
All right, lock so in your we're... lock in your Oscar predictions now because <laughs> like now. wow, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in right now. Margot Robbie best actress. Um, For what we don't know, but like I, it is a little happen. Doesn't matter. <laughs> just and just so she can win, and then like the whole Barbie campaign of the movie coming out could say Oscar winner. Margot Robbie. That's true. Precisely. So. Uh, all right, Honestly, so, if we if we could get to know a bomb back screenplay uh, win for White Noise and then act lead straight into Barbie, that would also be. <laughs> all right, here we go. Nicole, God, I... Kenzie, Jacob, me, Matthew is the order for round two. All right, amazing. Okay, I'm just gonna say this. There's only <laughs> one person on my list that I feel could get snatched. Okay. Same. Okay. I won't be snapping because I guarantee my first person is. Oh, not. thank God. Okay. <laughs> it is. I think I'm um, No, there's a whole reason that I had to be here tonight. Literally left like a family friend's function because I was like, <laughs> I got to go talk about this. <laughs> um, and Good thing you're going funny, first. Yeah. Funny enough, uh, it's Margot Robbie. <laughs> oh my God. Um, it's Margot Robbie from Mary Queen of Scots. Margot Robbie's performance of Mary Queen of Scots is in my top five performances of all time. The way that she portrays Elizabeth I and that I think is the best portrayal of her on screen ever done. So sorry to all others, um, though I love them. I think about that performance so often. I've seen that movie so many times and it just gets more and more layered, but I think that she taps into a really fascinating sort of uh, fact, which is true about from all my research about Elizabeth first, which is that she has like this incredible superiority complex, but at the same time is incredibly insecure. And I think that that's a really hard thing for an actor to pull off is that sort of dichotomy and character. And she does it absolutely perfectly. And also that last scene between like her and Saoirse Ronan is what dreams are made of. Uh, as far as like two actresses really getting to play off of against each other goes. So that's, I had to come here uh, for people who haven't seen the movie, highly recommend it just to see Margot Robbie in it. But like the whole cast is really fun. Um, and I also am just fascinated with like the physical transformation that she goes through over the course of the film. I love that final scene so much. It makes like the whole movie, like whether you like it or not, like totally worth it. Like. Yep. <laughs> I love that final scene. I saw it in theaters and people were like so into it. It was so funny. Uh, I, she's theaters. so great in that. She's so great in it. In New York City, in Raleigh, and in London. Um, That's amazing. All of those times, my crowd was super like lit over it. Um, I also, though, do feel like anytime I talk about Mary Queen of Scots, I do have to put a disclaimer on it because uh, at the time that it was being made, I was working for the director um at the theater that she was the artistic director of so i did get to see like an early screening and everything um so i do feel like i have to admit that i'm very biased but also as someone who specializes in tutor history i think it's an incredible film so that's my that. spiel margaret robbie should have multiple oscars by now i wonder wait did you say her during lead actress i don't remember I don't remember. I know if I didn't pick her as one of my picks, I at least picked her as yeah, one of my like, honorable mentions. mentions, but I cannot remember right now if I picked her or not. I can't wait for y'all to campaign for her, for Barbie. 
I, I'm, we're, I'm not. We ready. are literally starting now. <laughs> literally, <laughs> listen to the Barbie. Podcast. Listen to the Barbie breakdown. <laughs> okay, I am next, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have like a pick that's very personal to me, but no one's gonna pick her, so I'm gonna do her second. I'm gonna pick, and that one's really like not gonna win me anything. So I'm gonna pick one now that'll that'll get me to win sorry nicole i'm competitive now (laughs) picky and then okay so i'm gonna go j-lo and hustler that's cheap how dare you pick her when people say when, when people say she wasn't snubbed it's not even about the performance per se it's like she was nominated absolutely everywhere and then to not get nominated is just insane and i don't know like i already assume they're not ever going to nominate ben affleck for acting again because they could have twice since they started dating again and they haven't nominated him and i'm like what is going on they just clearly have something against j-lo like i don't know what it is i I guess I know what it is, but I love this performance so much. I think it's really like more than people act like it is. That final scene of her at the Old Navy with the picture, it's really emotional. And like, I I don't know, I never expected that performance. And I, especially when like I read the actual article the movie's based on and like we've gotten so many movies that are about articles that like frame it more more about the journalist versus the actual story and I thought the way the film told the story is really interesting and unique and like kept it like it kept you on your toes as to whose perspective you were really going to get and like what was going on even though it was from Constant Wu's perspective but I love J-Lo in that movie I I don't think she would have won had she been nominated, but I would have loved for her to be nominated. And um, I don't know. I love that movie so much. I'm going to listen to the soundtrack later. Great soundtrack. I was I was okay. just uh, telling Nicole, maybe this past week, that Lorraine Scafaria should be making more movies. I don't understand. Like, why is the last thing she did a succession episode? Yeah. Like, yes, I love that she did a succession episode, but like, Hustlers has such a voice and the way it when it was first announced and they didn't say it was going to be a female director I was very uncomfortable with that thought of a man directing this movie and not only did all of the actors including like Lizzo and Cardi B compliment on how fun but how safe they all felt shooting this and the way that she still shot it, like you would imagine a strip club, but also made it very like comfortable and accessible. Like you really did just feel like you were hanging out with your friends is such a theater experience. Like I'll really never forget. And that's all credit to her as a director. So Mm -hmm. please let her make something of a bigger budget and soon, like we're waiting. I don't understand. It's literally recently, um, my best friend Lexi and I were like jokingly coming up with a plot for a mob film. And afterwards we were like, who would direct it though? And I was immediately like, Lawrence Cavaria. Like there's no other option. If if I'm going to watch a new mob movie, which I'm kind of like, can we be done with that genre for a while? I want to see it from her. Yeah. I I think her, 
artistic style would match up of mine like technically hustlers like is a mob movie it's just not like the mafia but like let's let's get the sopranos cast back together you know like they can be old it's fine they just did that commercial like it's fine and what's his name (laughs) he's about to be on white lotus like it's fine just get them back together and have her direct it oh my god the box office would be insane anyway (laughs) j-lo who's next is it me Mm. so i was scared that nicole was going to take this but she went in a different direction. So I'm going to go a recent movie that the entire cast should have been nominated. Um, none of them were, but I'm going to go and out for the mass. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I told you. She was just absolutely devastating. And that final, just that final moment, like before, you know, they all finally part ways. It's just, it's so hard to watch still. Um, I think she should have easily gotten a nomination. Mass is a perfect film and out is a perfect woman. Uh, I will save my full mass rant for next episode. Yep. Um, when I fight Jacob, I get to say Jason Isaac. But um, yeah, and out, like also what a woman. Mm-hmm. What a woman. The way, have, been- you, have you ever heard how she pronounces the word Hulu? No. She, she Wait, goes, I think I have because Hulu. of her Hulu. Emmy speech. Yep, it's in her Emmy speech. And yeah. Ryan McQuaid, and I think it's the funniest thing on earth. She's like, I, I just Hulu. love her. She's been terrorizing me for so long between <laughs> the leftovers and the having still, like literally terrorizing me internally. Um, she, It's so funny that like all you ever hear about her is that she's the friendliest, kindest person. I'm like, I mean, other than mass, you'd never be able to tell. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what an actress! What an actress! Like you're saying, that last scene is just like haunting, and oh my god, so good. Who's next? It is my turn. Um, obviously, I was gonna go for the cheap victory and try to get J Lo, but I'm picking too far down the pecking order. I like that he to... called me cheap, but he was gonna. Do that. <laughs> That's why I said it, of are course. Making, I mean, are you making a statement about J-Lo? Excuse me. Yeah. What, Whoa, what, yeah. what are you calling J-Lo there, God, <laughs> I'm not trying to get Ricky canceled. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. Or am I? I don't know. It helps me win. Kenzie purposely puts Nicole and I the first round and Nicole retweets, Ricky is a sexist. I shall win. Like, what? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So speaking of, I don't even know. Um, I looked over. No, I'm going to save that one, I think. I think I'm going to save that one. Am I going to save that one? Should I save that one? Am I going to go recent or should I go back a little bit further? Um, I'm going to go back a little bit further, I think. I am going to go with, I'm trying to find the year here. I'm going to go back to 94. And I'm going to go with Kristen Dunst for Interview with the Vampire. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Great uh, pick. Great year. Love to hear so, it. 
yes. That is just uh, nom. You know what's crazy? I was looking through the the you know just looking through all the nominations, and it kind of was like, holy shit, she wasn't nominated. It just kind of kind of blew me away. Um, obviously, not surprised because the type of film it is. This is, I mean, it's just an incredible movie. Well, and it has like two things against it. One, it's Kirsten Dunst. The Academy's like fuck her. Two, they're like vampires. Vampires, <laughs> exactly. Uh. I love her in the movie so much, so yeah. much. Yes. Like I keep saying, I don't like child actors, and I'm like Linda Blair, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. Like, yeah, it's crazy to me, like Anna how Paquette. much they just completely Anna ignore Paquette. like child performances. It, it's it's crazy. They they continue to do it. So, yeah, I love Kirsten. Justice Nelson's for movie. Woody. The justice kid. for Woody. Like the kid in the no offense, Nicole, the kid in the black and white movie that just got paid dust was Woody. Woody. No, that's like I love Jude Hill. I think he did great, but like that's nothing compared to Woody Norman. Like what Woody did against Joaquin's best performance in the last ten years yep. is yep. out of this world. And the second yep. he started talking in real life, and I realized he was British, I was like, "What?" It's like Tom <laughs> Holland is what? the Impossible all over. Literally again. the same thing, uh-huh. the exact same thing. That's the best but, comparison. But hey, we're getting that Woody Norman, uh, Jim Trombley movie, so yes. that's what matters. Literally, just keep that kid booked and busy if he wants to be. If he wants, he wants to be, to let's be. do it. Yeah, he could be our new Kirsten Nuns. He could. <laughs> he could be our male version of McKenna Gray. Literally, <laughs> just everywhere. Like you I, need, literally, you need I literally thought that she was in Firestarter, and then I realized it wasn't her, and I was like, "Shit!" You're like, there are other young girl actresses. Like I'm so confused. She dodged that bullet, though. She Come dodged on. a bullet. Yeah, she really did. <laughs> Go to check out the greatest review of that movie ever. Go to my letterbox. Ch- check out check out uh, McKenna Grace's song on Spotify. She's a singer. <laughs> yeah, she she queen. has the uh, the song at the end of Ghostbusters. Yeah, multi talented queen. Like what Ghostbusters? You have to the newest you, one. We, you, have to, like, oh. you have to like clarify with Ghostbusters because it's been rebooted like nine times the only one that she was old enough to record a song for that that makes more sense that's true (laughs) she was probably like two when the Chris Hemsworth one came out I love how you said Chris Hemsworth one that's incredible because him as a hippo (laughs) will go down in history it will go down in history listen there is a reason that I low-key defend the men in black film with him and Tessa Thompson and it's just because Anytime Chris Hemsworth is playing a himbo, I'm I'm here. <laughs> like like yeah. he is like because everyone forgets this and like except me, but that they filmed Captain in the Woods way before Thor and they were like, This movie is garbage. And then Thor came out and was such a box office hit, they were like, put this out because Chris Hemsworth is in it. And they were like, put it out, put it out. I don't care what the test screenings were. And then everybody saw it because Chris Hemsworth. My favorite is like news clippings from when Thor was first like announced. It's like unknown newcomers, Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston. Um, (laughs) Like, well done, Kenneth Branagh. You you took a a swing and you you hit it out of the park. Love that. All right, Matthew, your first last pick. First (laughs) last pick. (laughs) Yeah, my first last pick. I am going to go with. Michelle Pfeiffer in White Oleander. <gasps> One of my favorite performances of all time. Whenever we talk about an actress giving a vanity-free performance, it's typically, you know, an actress taking her makeup, deglamming, or wearing regular people clothes or whatever. Like, I feel like when it comes to 
vanity-free performances from actresses. Michelle Pfeiffer's are the kind we should be talking about because of how she just, just, just how she just isn't afraid to tap into how her character is such a terrible Monster. person. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, someone who's capable of being a loving mother, but also a conniving, minute, terrible person. Yeah, and despite how terrible she may be, even willingly manipulating those around her, she's still, Michelle Pfeiffer is still, is so magnet, makes her so magnetic, so magnetic to watch. And it's just, just a reminder of why, why I love her as an actress so much. I love just, this movie. I stole it from Blockbuster multiple times. I won't yeah. lie. Like, I won't lie. I don't know why. Yeah. I just kept renting it and keeping it. Um, I don't know why that makes no sense because I already had it. But I I just remember when I moved to LA, I was like, why do I have two of this? But I love that performance so much. It's like you're saying like she's this horrible human being, but Michelle Pfeiffer, like you just are like actively watching every single thing she does. And I also agree so much with what you're saying about like female performances that are like this are typically they're not wearing makeup or they just look haggard and I'm like they can still look like them they're still movie stars like they still have this incredible skincare none of us will ever have like (laughs) and I think this movie does a great job of letting her still be like like they're not hiding that she's Michelle Pfeiffer and the most beautiful person on earth Michelle Pfeiffer is one of those actresses that she plays like a you know morally bad character and I'm just like I believe in women's rights but I also believe in women's wrongs literally um, like literally. yeah I'm like no no she's right <laughs> she's right here in this essay I shall yeah <laughs> literally that's so good that's like such a good pick I love that all right Nicole's up all right am I up? so weird your first twice in a row it- it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, all of my karma came through today um, for every good thing I've ever done. <laughs> but I have several people that I want to mention in my honorable mentions once we get to that afterwards. Uh, obviously, I was going to say Anne Dowd, but I'm actually going to say another person from this past year that I was shocked not to hear on nomination morning because she got the precursors that made me think that it would happen. And she very much deserved it. And I also think she is one of our most talented actresses, perhaps. She's also getting, uh, even though the production that she's in on Broadway right now has gotten terrible reviews, everyone singles her out and says that she is innocent. And of course, I'm talking about Ruth Nega for passing. That is such an astounding performance. Um, again, like I had read the book going into it and the way that she brought that character to life is incredible. It has this almost Daisy Buchanan, Great Gatsby air to it in terms of like, she's so clearly like annoying and manipulative and all these things. And yet you can't take your eyes off her and like, you don't know if you want to be her or just like have her attention always. But I think she's so fantastic in that. And I'm still mad at the academy that they didn't nominate her because they absolutely should have yeah no, so I have, like the worst I, not like snubs like ever right it, it, and it's yeah. a snub in a sense that it's the performance that's just insanely amazing but also that she got every single precursor and was the one who missed everything. yep 
You couldn't give passing one thing. Literally. Like, it should have gotten into adapted screenplay as well, but... Yes. I'm yeah. genuinely shocked because she had everything that made us think that she was going to get it, and... It's so, it's so bad. The yeah. exact opposite of her first nomination. Literally. Yeah. Yep. Love that. All right, it's my turn. I already wrote it down. I didn't think anyone would take it. <laughs> I'm going with... It's such a good performance that she gives us three performances. Tilda Swinton in Suspiria, the 2018 version. I... I just love her so much as Madame Blanc, but she is two other characters in the movie and it is absolutely insane makeup work, but she also carries herself so differently for each role that she plays in this movie. And she did a great job at being a witch and part of like this evil coven. And I really felt that she didn't want to be doing evil things. And that is clearly... Tilda Swinton doing that. Wait, so. is the spirit about witches? Have you not I'm, seen I'm either s- version? Let's just I'm, move on to this. I'm like, is this another one of those, like, what are the key line moments? <laughs> <laughs> I literally. I thought it was just shocked. dancing. I. <laughs> what? Yeah, I thought they were in like dance groups. What? <laughs> It's a ballet studio run by witches. Okay. That's good to know. A spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm done. I'm leaving. Wait, I'm not even going to ask. I'm not. But, no. What are you going to ask? I was going to say, is Black Swan similar to Suspiria? <laughs> I've never seen Black Swan either. You've never seen, what? I actually have also never seen Black Swan, but that's. Uh. Because I'm personally afraid of it. Because you just I know that there's that part where like years. her wings. No, 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 out. Ricky. I danced ballet for 15 years. I'm afraid of what it could trigger in me. Uh. I'll, I'll give Nicole just... a pass. Yeah, but Jacob, I'm never forgiving. I <laughs> I'm gonna watch it eventually. I just need a buddy to watch it with me because I don't. Okay, trust I'll watch reaction. it with you. Okay. There <laughs> we go. You. The only thing you have to worry about is the fingernail thing. That's the only. I really also, it's shocking that I haven't seen Black Swan because you know who is in it in a tiny role? Mila Kunis. Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan, yeah. Do you know how he was cast? No. Gossip Girl. Yes, I did know that. (laughs) (laughs) Iconic story. Iconic. Yeah, I, but... It, it's not comparable. I think people only compare them because they are horror ballet, which is obviously yeah. a very, I, I don't know that there's that many, but which is weird because I feel like a lot of people make this cross, but dance has very like, can be like interpreted as like parts of like describing horror and other things. And obviously body horror in ballet is such a- Ballet and body horror are actually yeah. just one and the same. You literally. Um, <laughs> my, my feet will never recover. No. <laughs> like nope. ever. Literally. But like it's yeah. like, oh look, I'm bleeding. All right. <laughs> anyway, let me keep rapping. <laughs> yeah, like, literally like, yeah, let me put some tape over that. <laughs> if I just keep going, you won't see it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, love Tilda Swinton and um I don't mind her Oscar win, but she's better in Suspiria in all three roles. And it's on Amazon. So Jacob. After yeah. Barry. 
Ricky, you're next, or Jacob's next. Jacob, I'm next. next. Okay, so I I changed. I had a couple picks that I wanted to go, and I know I went recent. And I didn't want to go recent again. Um, can I draw? Uh, okay, I'm gonna go for what I think is probably one of the best voice performances ever. And that's Scarlett Johansson and her. Nice. I Love thought that. she brought so much to just a phone. And it's one of those things where like, you know, Walking Phoenix is amazing, but like you really believe that kind of romance because of her character. And uh, yeah, I, th- I, I do think it's probably one of the best voice performances I've ever heard I guess um I just think she puts so much care and so much um just feeling into you know just her voice and so that's gonna be my pick love that movie yeah it's good all right so I'm debating on whether I should try to win or I should just go with my pick but um, I'm going to go with the film that was severely snubbed the year that it came out. And it's a poster hanging on my wall to my left. And I am going to go with Claire Foy for First Man. Um, oh, I was going to a bunch a of boys. One. That's a good one. I do love Claire Foy. Damien Chazelle's um, best movie. I love I that agree. she won um, an Emmy for being in the crown for two minutes. Two minutes. And she could not get a nomination yeah. for well, that movie was just all around. Just the Oscars screwed, were like, but... the Emmys have called dibs on her. We can't do that. Yeah, they were like, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I love was... First Man. It's it's, it's his best film. movie. I, <clears throat> I think it's his best made movie for sure. Um, it's just the I the entire movie's brilliant. Like it's it blows my mind that Gravity has got like got so much love, and then this was just. I yeah. mean this in the nicest way possible, but I feel like Gravity is kind of, I say this without having seen Avatar, but that like Avatar is like a technical achievement and people just like check it as like that because they're like, wow, it's just so like, how did you do that? Just gonna do it. And I feel like Gravity was kind of one of the same. Like I did like Gravity when I saw it, but I also like went out of my way to see it in IMAX. Like I, I just think that First Man I wish I did see an IMAX and Christopher I Nolan did. was at Christopher Nolan was at my screening, but yeah, he like took pictures with everyone. And I remember because I got scolded, like, you can't bring wine into the IMAX theater. And I was like, sorry. And Christopher Nolan like looked at me and I was like, shit. <laughs> Bad first impression. Oh great first impression. What are you talking but, about? But <laughs> um he had the biggest Coke I've ever seen. I don't know if it was Coke, but he had like a giant drink, like giant, like it was insane. But I, First Man, you didn't have to see it in IMAX because it was only that moon sequence that was shot in IMAX. Like the rest of it was on film. That almost so. made me, uh, there, there's, there's, it's just, yeah. The but damn, I just mean I, that I feel like First Man is a technical achievement, but it's also very much this small story yeah. of his, like, and that makes a better movie to me. And I do know that Gravity does have a story or whatever. I'm not saying that. I just feel like Gravity is like this, it's this big 
movie whereas first man is a big movie with a small story and like heart in it more so and that's why if we're just picking a space movie that's the one i would pick but what else also it's incredible christopher, Nol- christopher nolan was sniffling i'm just gonna say I know Armstrong's probably one of the most boring people who's ever lived. I think people don't realize that. Like, they're always like, you only talk about Buzz Aldrin because he's like exciting. And like, because you don't understand how boring he was. Like, yeah. And then making, the, making most, that movie around like the father daughter relationship was uh, perfect. Yeah. It's the best movie ever made that claims to be a biopic um, because, you know, they landed on the moon. But um, <laughs> I'm getting out of here. I don't want to leave this. Sorry, what? What? Excuse me? We anyway, landed on the moon. Anyway, I don't anyway, want to be here anymore. Anyway, 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 anyway. No, it's just Matthew's picking. Jacob gets so mad when I bring that up. Okay. <laughs> so, my final pick is uh, a, a far more recent one uh, Park So Dom in Parasite. Mm-hmm. I love mm. that. I mean, That's literally was my other pick. So thank you for uh, taking that. It's it's so mind. I mean, granted, you can make a case for any of the act actors or actresses in Parasite, but for me, at least at least out of all the actresses, like Park So Dam is the highlight because for for one, she she has the famous you know, Jessica scene, mm-hmm. the most the most iconic scene in the entire movie, and. She, also reveal even though her brother is the one who concocts the the whole scheme she parks adam's character proves herself to be the most skilled manipulator like i still i always still think of the scene between her and uh cho yao zhang where as she's uh you know, negotiating a higher fee and being all does your son have problems even as uh, cho is just like oh my god how are you <laughs> parks adam is just like a just pondering over her next sentence and and even and even like turns on a dime within the same scene going from her her character to the uh to the kindly Jess, Jessica role and and in in a way even if she's the most skilled manipulator of the group then in a way is also the the heart of the group once she uh because I because that once she reveals it feels like the uh, the entire family is in over their head when they almost get caught just uh, it's 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 mind frustrating that they love they loved the movie as reward as if the actors especially Park Sodam aren't as integral to why the movie works so well it's crazy it was able to win SAG ensemble but didn't get any acting nominations like if the acting branch loved it so much they couldn't nominate just one performance it's really wild but I love her in that movie so much because like you were saying like she was clearly the most skilled manipulator but she never like when you were watching her you were never watching her think about what she was doing next like it just appeared really natural but as the audience we knew she was thinking about her next move so it was like a really interesting performance and I love her jingle, obviously. I yeah. do it all the time if I ring a doorbell. I'm like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so love that. Great pick. 
Yes, so that was it. Um, look forward to voting for me and me only over the next couple of weeks, um, except for whenever Kenzie purposely pins me against all of the good ones and then I lose <laughs> all of them. And then I jokingly say, I only pick I literally go, and- <laughs> he goes, I don't know why I'm not winning. I don't pick anything popular. I pick obscure picks. And I don't remember what I said, but I was like, shut up. I'm going to find it. <laughs> it was so funny because my pick was just like completely like, I don't even remember what it was either, but it's just so funny because my pick was like the one of the most popular movies. And I was like, it was Creed. funny. Creed. Oh yeah. Obscure. The Shawshank Redemption. Obscure. Just the number one movie on IMDb. <laughs> Oh, whatever. Okay. Leave me alone. Okay, so I'm everybody- like over here dance picking stuff that people are Googling. They're like, what is this? <laughs> You're like the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, but wait, great. I have one, I have one shout out I really want to say before I have to hop off because I have a child. Um, and then I have well, a shout out I have to give after Melissa Leo and Prisoners is some of the most yeah. terrifying acting I've ever seen. But I was told today that people don't like prisoners, I guess, on Twitter. Um, Seriously? Nobody, nobody is voting for Hugh Jackman for me. It's upsetting. But I love Melissa Leo in that performance. It's not just the makeup and the hiding of it all. It's that I truly believe her until the very last minute. Uh, even though it's clearly very obvious, but I'm very like, this old lady wouldn't do shit. Like, she is terrifying. So, Melissa very much so. Nicole, shout out plug on okay. the way out. Oh, Wait, I forgot. Really? Em- Emma I Watson in the bling ring. Kizzy, that's the one I was supposed to Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I stole I, a shout out. If I wasn't uh, as, so mad about Ruth Nega, I would have cho- chosen that. I genuinely think Emma Watson's performance like cultural reset. Alzheimer. Her in the blank ring. Yeah. It's her in that sweat suit. The sweat suit. When she unzips it and Leslie Mann zips okay. it back up. Listen, when she said, I'm Mom. Rob, everything changed in my brain chemistry. Everyone says the vibe shift has been done on TikTok. I'm like, the vibe shift was her saying, I want to rob. I want to rob. Like, also that scene of her dancing in the club, literally, last time I watched it my sister made fun of me because I backed up to watch that scene again it's it's literally <laughs> cinema with a capital c like her <laughs> dancing like that I don't understand and then like it's so funny because earlier in the movie it shows them dancing and they're dancing so they're like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like how do you house. like how do you transition like That's I don't acting <laughs> it's acting um acting. yeah she's so good in that I, I want also- to rob I could lead a country one day. I could lead a country one day. Like, it's how earnestly she plays it, too. But she so believes much. it. And she as someone... She is looking someone, camp right in the face. Yeah. Like, sorry. Sorry, Carly. <laughs> but as someone who watched um, Pretty Wild on E!, like, watching that performance is just... <laughs> It's wild. It's pretty wild. Like, honestly, I have several things I could say. Like, Emma Watson, Best Supporting Actress for, like, that. Honestly, the thing is, I don't even really like her that much. But I love that performance. She's so good. I also have to shout out, um, while Kenzie is here, uh, Kathy Bates from Titanic. Um, An important performance. Why wasn't she nominated? An important performance. It doesn't make um, sense. Oh, my, wait, Kenzie, I know what I have to say next week. Um, <laughs> you have to do it. I have to do it. Um, 
for but everyone also, listening, she's saying Billy Zane for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also just have to assert really quickly that uh, Laura Dern should have been nominated for Little Women, Not for Marriage Story because her performance as Marmy is honestly fantastic and very like she takes off her scarf oh when she like comes in the door and like transforms from like her actual person to like the mother face that she has to put on it's everything amazing it's everything I am angry every day day of my life yeah me too me too (laughs) yes but I don't hide it that well (laughs) (laughs) all right guys I have to run so